pretty little head of yours What goes on in that place in the dark Well, I used to know a girl and I could have sworn That her name was Veronica Well, she used to have a carefree mind of her own And a delicate look in her eyes These days I'm afraid she's not even sharp in the name can accept it or be stupid and be a skeptic. Unconceivable, unbelievable, <laughs> unidentified flying objects. Welcome to the I Want to Believe podcast. I'm Nomar Slevik. Netflix is host to a terrifying horror film called Veronica. It's based on a true story. I'll tell you more in a sec. But first, a quick reminder that all of our I Want to Believe social media and email are in the show notes. My brand new book, Granite Skies, is now available for purchase. You can get that at the Greenhand Bookshop in Portland, Maine. You can also get it at my online store. Everything can be found at allmylinks.com slash Slevic, or just click the links in the show notes. All right. Let's talk about Estefania Lazaro, the inspiration for the movie Veronica. Here's a little clip from the YouTube show Paranormal 101, followed by the Veronica trailer. Scary movies. They're meant to be scary, right? But when we leave the theater or turn off the TV, most of the time we are assured that that can't happen to you in real life. But that's not always the case. Veronica is a film that recently premiered on Netflix, which claims to be based on true events. But how much of the movie is actually true and based on real events? Like the film, the events behind the possession of Estefania Gutierrez Lazaro are terrifying. It all began in the early 90s in Madrid, Spain. En las culturas primitivas se creía que lo que ocurría en el cielo era un reflejo de lo que ocurría en la tierra. Por eso se creía también que durante los eclipses la oscuridad reinaba por encima de la luz. Cerrar los ojos. ¿Hay alguien aquí con nosotras? ¿Quieres hablar con alguna de nosotras? ¿Lo has movido tú?
From imdb.com, Veronica is a teenage girl surpassed by the circumstances after her father died recently. Her mother works in a bar all day and she must care for her three siblings, twin girls and a young boy. Still mourning for her father's death, Veronica decides to play Ouija with her friends Rosa and Diana. Alone in the cellar of the school, the girls try to contact their recently deceased family members. But the session goes wrong and something happens to Veronica. She starts to feel a strange presence inside the house and fears there's a threat to her siblings. Advised by, quote, Sister Death about the sinister spirit which is close to her, Veronica is looking for a way to break contact with the entity. Now, I've seen this movie. And it's fantastic. There have been claims that this is the scariest movie on Netflix. Some people have said that they couldn't even finish watching the movie. While I'm not of that opinion, it's still a brilliant movie with impeccable acting and some thrills and scares along the way. But the thing is, this movie is reportedly based on true events and I wanted to find out the real story. What I found is a story about a young girl in South Madrid who died after playing with a Ouija board in 1990. According to her parents, Estefania Lazaro started dabbling in the occult as a teenager. This led to her performing a seance at school to try and contact one of her friend's boyfriends who had recently died in a motorbiking accident. The ritual was interrupted by a teacher, but the group described seeing a strange smoke emanating from a glass they were using as a planchette, and that Estefania inhaled it. Over the following six months, the teenager started suffering from seizures and hallucinations. Then Estefania started to describe strange human forms that came to visit her at night. They had no face, had worn cloaks, and asked her often to come with them. Her parents took her to different hospitals trying to find the reason for her illnesses, but the doctors were never able to find anything wrong. During the final peaks of her attacks, on July 13, 1991, Estefania violently attacked her sister, who ended up on the floor with foam coming out of her mouth. The day after, on July 14th, Estefania had a serious attack of catalepsy. She was taken to the hospital in a state of coma and died later that night. The autopsy failed to explain the reasons for the death, mentioning, quote, sudden and suspicious death. Her family reported that from the moment she died, the paranormal phenomenon in the house escalated. Her mother reported hearing the screaming voice of Estefania coming from the rooms of the house. There was also laughter of an old man crossing the walls. Glass broke without explanation, objects in the house moved, and doors opened and closed on their own. Her mother also reported that someone or something touched her hands and feet while she tried to sleep. Other nights, their little daughters would wake up terrified, with their wrists being slammed violently against the wall. On November 1st, 1993, two years after Estefania's death, her photo that hung in the living room caught fire. 
and the only part of it that burned was her face. No other parts of the photo, nor the frame, was damaged by the fire. Her parents did call the police after the numerous paranormal happenings. Their case has gone down in history for being the first reported case of paranormal phenomenon to be documented in an official police report. Inspector Jose Negri and his team arrived on site in the night, finding the parents and children outside of the house, in the rain, terrified. While a couple of agents stayed with the family and listened to the story, the inspector and two other agents entered the apartment. The report written by the inspector after the investigations has become a cult object among paranormal researchers, investigators, and enthusiasts. There is a link to a small portion of that report in the show notes. The report described that the doors of a wardrobe opened violently despite being locked a few seconds before and almost hit one of the agents in the face. The report also mentions loud noises coming from the balcony. Once agents inspected, no one was out there. The agents also described strange brown slimy substance that had formed on a bedside table. The agents inspected the bathroom as well. According to the family, it was the most haunted area of the house. Once the agents were inside of it, they felt a sudden drop in temperature that they had never felt before. And as if the agents were in their own horror movie, they described that a crucifix which had been hung on the wall when the agents arrived was later found on the floor. The crucifix had actually been torn from the wood it had been mounted on. When they examined the wall, they saw clearly visible scratches of three claw marks where the crucifix was hung. After their findings, the agents left the apartment in a hurry knowing they wouldn't be much help in the family's situation. Shortly afterwards, the family sold their home and moved away. They reported no other paranormal events at their new home. Sometime later, Estefania's mother was subjected to a psychological examination, which did find signs of emotional instability, anxiety, and a need for attention. Skeptics suggest that may be the cause for all of the supposed paranormal activity. They also claim that she may have even influenced her family, including Estefania. However, the events described in the police report would suggest that it all actually happened. So what do you think? Do you think... Estefania's inhalation of this paranormal smoke from a seance in a school is the cause of paranormal activity for this poor family? Do you think Estefania's mother, as skeptics would suggest, was an influence to all of it? Check out the movie if you can, and also check out Estefania's story. She was a good person, a good sister, a good daughter. Thanks so much for listening. I'm no more slumming. Hey,